This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, Villa fans, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. And it's that time of year again where the transfer window is open. And, you know, it's been, it's it's something I think a lot of Aston Villa fans have been looking forward to um, with regards to, I, I suppose, just seeing who's going to come in the door, uh, who's going to go out the door. And uh, I know what, what, um, what new Emery has up his sleeve. And, and, and today I've got one, I suppose I've gotten a. Uh, somebody kind of out of left field, I suppose. Somebody that wouldn't have been on anybody's lips certainly wasn't on my lips, and that's why he's taken. I've taken some time to to take a look at this guy. Obviously, um, his name is Cyril Ngonga from um, Hellas Verona, a wide wide player, can play in, in the number ten role and can play up top as well. But he's um, Belgian. Uh, a Belgian uh, national, and his father actually is a professional footballer as well. Um, I think he played with the Democratic Republic of Congo too, so he comes from good lineage. But the reason I've taken my time with regards to this is it's been reported in it in in Italy that uh, Aston Villa are prepared to meet the 15 million euro asking price for uh, the Verona striker Cyril Ngonga, um, who also is on the the radar of uh, Fiorentina as well within the, within Serie A. Now, I suppose I had heard of this player previously. He was prodigious at 18, 19 years of age. 
He's now currently 23 years of age, but he was pre- he was prodigious at that at, at that time. And a lot of Premier League clubs were looking to sign him from Club Brugge um, when uh, when he, where he first made his um, his senior debut. So he played four games for Club Brugge, and then he had actually been on loan as well with with PSV. Uh, played in the young PSV uh, squad as well, and, and from there, from Brugge, he made a, he made a move on a free transfer to. Um, RKC in the in the Dutch league as well. From there also, he played a year there and then moved on to Groningen where he scored 10 goals in 42 league games at Groningen and that earned him a free transfer move to uh, Hells Verona. So he's been a guy that wants to play football um, and uh, values, I suppose, and, and is backing himself to play football as opposed to getting into a, I suppose, a more um, established uh, team. He's wanted to grow, uh, I suppose, within himself, uh, which has been admirable, I suppose, really, because he was really highly thought of, as I said, at Club Rugby. He did have opportunities to go to uh, to big, big uh, European teams, but he's taken the, the route of, <coughs> excuse me, trying to play as many games as he possibly can. But uh, he's an interesting watch. I've watched a lot of his stuff on Scout, and um, what I see from him is he's five foot ten. Um, plays mostly off the right, but he he does play a small bit inverted uh, with, with this Verona team. If you guys want to see, uh, he does some really really good things. Um, he plays well in structure, but also he does some really great. He's got su- such great flair and such great ingenuity with regards to his play as well. Go watch his goal against Studenesi. I'm just going to tell you. It's a bicycle kick. You're going to like it. Um, scores both with his left and his right feet. And uh, as I say, he's you can see that he's somebody who's wanted to take the progressive step in his career and play football the whole way, as opposed to getting maybe lost in the in the chaff and the wheat of going to uh, the underage structure of a, a big European club. And I admire that. I really do. And if you think of it this way as well, you could probably liken him, liken the way that he's he's taken his own development to the way that Ollie Watkins did, whereby he's had opportunities to move on, he's had opportunities to move to 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 huge clubs, um, and he's shunned them to go and to play football. Essentially, Ollie Watkins did that at Exeter. He did that uh, at, at Brentford as well. He stayed an extra year at Exeter, stayed an extra year at Brentford as well, and then he moved on to Aston Villa. And he was comfortable moving on to Aston Villa because he felt that he had learned his trade. I'm not liking these two guys uh, from that point of view, from the amount of goals that Ali Watkins scored at Exeter and at Brentford. Ngonga doesn't have that, uh, doesn't have that, uh, that that kind of output. Um, but what he has done is he has grown through the leagues as he's gone to play play within the, within the, the the Dutch league, within the uh, the Belgian league, and now in Serie A as well. Um, over the course of the last, uh, so he's. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think he made the move. I can't remember exactly when he made the move. I think it might have been January last year when he made the move to Hellas Verona. And, and since then, he's played 30 league games, scoring eight goals. Uh, which is a pretty decent return for somebody uh, so young making the move to a different uh, a, a, a different uh, league as well. Let's take a little look at some of the stuff here and him with regards to our scouting series as well. So that's what he looks like. There's Cyril himself there. Uh, he's five foot ten, as I said. He is uh, right footed. Um, and uh, sorry, he's left footed, should I say. And uh, he is, plays mostly off the right hand side as well. So, what I wanted to do is I wanted to take a look at him in comparison to both the wide, wide midfielders that we have or the, the wingers that we have, and also in comparison to Ollie Watkins, because as I mentioned, the two of them. Have had a, have had a similar trajectory the way that they've come up through the lower the low, lower grades or grown through the grades of football that where they wanted to play football should I say and progress uh, progress at their own rate. Um, we can see here by his heat map that he plays off the right hand side. Ali Watkins also played off the right hand side previously as well when he was at, at Brentford and then transitioned to being a striker. Um, I personally think that. Um, if Nganga was to come in here, he could do a job up top. Uh, he is still raw. And the reason that I'm mentioning that as well is that today we have learned that uh, John Duran may be leaving the club, whether it be on loan or whether it be on a, a full-time transfer. AC Milan are really interested. And I think that what you kind of lose from a John Duran transfer being the fact that, that, that Duran is, like, he's been known as the chaos agent, really, you know, when he comes on, he's big, he's powerful, he throws himself around. You've got more technical ability in Nganga. He's, he's a more technical player. He's uh, very good defensively for somebody who plays on the right-hand side as well, and we can see that by his, um, by the amount of ball recoveries that he has there uh, with, with, with um, from playing on that right-hand side for uh, for Verona. He's also not afraid to take a shot. We can see there that the pink being Ollie Watkins, and we know Ollie Watkins is quite economical with his shooting now, but Nganga does take shots at a decent clip as well. He creates shot-creating actions. We can see him there. I mentioned that he was a flair player. Remember, these percentiles that, are, that you're seeing here, are within Europe's top five leagues. So he's in the top 7% of all shot-creating actions for any wide wide uh, player. Or sorry, any striker, should I say, because these are percentiles are done with regards to, to, to where he sits uh, from a striker point of view. Um, so he's in the top seven percentages um, uh, for, for shot-creating actions. And he's not too shabby with goal-creating actions as well. But looking, I think, at the piece that kind of... that that intrigues me the most is when you look at what he's like in in possession um he's pretty decent at dribbling he completes quite a lot of uh, of, uh, of dribbles uh, from and remember the dribble percentage rate that we show here remember as always with regards to this he has attempted uh nearly three dribbles per game he's completing 1.71 which is pretty decent but he does get dispossessed for the other ones we can see there that that dispossession for a dribble shouldn't really be counted against him because when we look at how many times he's dispossessed throughout the course of the whole game, he comes in at a pretty average level. So he's not like a Leon Bailey or a Zaniolo, which we will take a look at in a moment, who get this who get get dispossessed at a disproportional rate to the rest of uh, wingers in Europe. Um, he is 
pretty economical with the ball from the point of view is he doesn't lose it an awful lot. We can see it there as well. Also, you know, his dribbling does lead to key passes. We can see the amount of key passes he puts in per 90 minutes is 1.39, which puts him in the top 15% of all strikers within uh, within Europe, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, he's played 120 games in his, in his short career. He started 86 of them. He scored 30 goals. So even if you account for the fact that he's playing wide right, and um, there's, um, <coughs> excuse me, that's where he's played predominantly within his career. He's still scoring at a one in four rate um, for the amount of, of, of games that he's played. And he has 11 assists as well. So going back to the key passes, the shot creating actions and the goal creating actions level that, uh, that, that he does possess, that's fantastic. And when we look at him here in comparison with, um, with Dolly Watkins, yes, you know, his goal per shot ratio, ratio is lower. His shot and target rate is lower. That often happens for a wide player because obviously you can see here as well that the distance of his average shot is coming in at 20 meters out from goal as well. Obviously, Ollie Watkins being a striker, scoring goals from inside the box, he's going to have an opportunity to have a lot more shots on target uh, and a better goal per shot ratio as well. But what we can see and what we don't see, should I say, from this year is his defensive attributes that Ngongia brings to the table. I haven't put them up against Ollie Watkins because we know Ollie Watkins is a stand-up there, occupy the, the, the centre-halves and, and press high type of player. But if you look at any of Vingonga's um, defensive attributes, they're really decent. And I think I see nothing from the, from watching him play as well um, that would lead me to believe that he wouldn't be able to press in the Premier League. He's actually quite good at it as well. And do you know what? He's really good at running the channels. So I think somebody like him playing off of Watkins could be quite decent as well, albeit he will take an awful lot of fine-tuning, um, I think, uh as as the years uh, go on, I suppose he could be a kind of a project player like a John Duran that we would bring in and maybe not see an awful lot of time this year, um, only when is needed. So I did mention that I wanted to put him up here against uh, our other uh, wide players in Diaby, Zaniola and Bailey. And apologies to Leon Bailey. I didn't realize that you were covered over there by some of Zaniola's uh, dispossessed numbers. And when I said that Bailey and Zaniolo were dispossessed, that just goes to show how much they get dispossessed in, in per 90 minutes. They're really like they went off my chart. Um, and that's not a negative, I suppose, because they do are the, the ball carriers within this team. And we've spoken that we need to have more ball carriers, albeit, you know, Leon Bailey doing a fantastic job this year. You can see Zaniolo getting dispossessed an awful lot. We need him to tighten up his ability to be able to, to, to carry the ball. But when we look at Ngongu here, the, uh, the green um, lines, we can see here that he's, he's he's quite productive when we put him up against the, the players that we already have. And Moussa Diaby is probably the mo the best and the most rounded player that we have uh, this season or over the last 365 days that we can see there in the red line, the darker red line. Saniolo in the pink line and Leon Bailey in the white line. Leon Bailey's numbers, um, I should have actually done a comparison between start of this season and end of last season, but unfortunately I don't have those numbers anymore. Um, but he's... he's Numbers have gotten way better, as we've all known this season. But when we look at Ngonga playing maybe on that that wide right situation, and when we look at his percentiles here on the left-hand side, we can see, you know, some of them don't look great. We can see there, specifically in the passing and the percent, passing percentages, the possession stats and so on, is not great. When you look at him play the game of football, when you look at him play for Verona, and this is why I think ultimately he will end up as a striker. When you look at him play for Verona, he's very much given given the ball, run, and try and get crosses in. So 
the amount of touches he gets, the amount of passes he attempts, his pass completion rate is negatively affected by by how he's asked to play for Verona. And then that's obviously going to bring down the amount of progressive passes that you have and so on and so forth. So within the passing and possession statistics point here, you can see why those first four are uh, are low and they are low by the role because of the role he's been asked to play at Verona. He is their ball carrier. He is their maverick. He's their they give the ball to him and they ask him to make something happen. And he and and in fairness he does um he he does when we look at the fact that he's um you know he scored eight goals for them already in thirty appearances and that's only league goals and le- and league appearances um for them as well. So what I want to look where I, I I suppose I really look for this is his shooting statistics, even up against wide uh, wide players, you know, the amount of shots he has per 90 is still high. Shots and target per 90 is still high in comparison to what we saw from a um an Ali Watkins, you know, when you make the change out to a wide player as opposed to a, a full time striker, you know, he's he's doing a really good job and getting shots and target from a wide player as well. Uh, specifically, I think when we look there at, uh, at, at how he compare, compares to um, any of the players that we have currently, Diaby, Bailey and Zaniolo, he's actually performing at a better rate than those guys with with his on target percentage and the amount of shots on target that he has as well. So it's he's an interesting study. I don't know whether we actually end up signing him. We were linked to him in Tuta Mercato, Mercato um, uh, earlier on. Uh, the late the back end of December, but I never got a chance to look at him or put anything up. And I thought it'd be a nice one to start off because I think um, we will be signing an attacker. Um, I think we do an Emery. He's going to want to sign people who are um, uh, moldable. He's going to want to sign people who are flexible and can play in two or two different positions. And uh, we've seen that with the Abbey signing. We've seen that with the Zaniola signing. We've seen that even in how he likes to play Leon Bailey. Um, and I think this is somebody that. We've been linked to it, and it could all turn out to be absolute nonsense, but I think he's just an interesting player that wouldn't cost an awful lot of money in the greater scheme of things. I know 15 million has been mooted and has been thrown around. Um, his market value on transfer market is uh, is 6 million. Um, and I think, you know, if, if Aston Villa want to do a deal there, and maybe if they are looking to get rid of John Duran, which I personally wouldn't like to see, but if they are and they make some sort of profit on him, you know, maybe this could be an economical way of picking up somebody who maybe offers that small bit more from a technical point of view, um, maybe not the same from a robustness point of view, but from a technical view, um, he uh, he offers that th- this to the team. Uh, and maybe that's what Unai Emery wants to do, wants to bring in somebody who can do that. But um, could be just a simple case of bringing this guy in to add as well on top of John Duran. And uh, as I say, why, why not? Because we do, we are lacking maybe in 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 the area of you know another person who can come in and play a striker. Um, specifically with the Euro, the Conference League uh, runs that we have, um, it would be nice to see somebody else come in. But uh, yeah, as I said, this guy an interesting view. An interest. I I'd implore you all to go and watch him. You know, and I've always said before, if you've got Scout Y Scout, watch his clips on Y Scout, you see the good, the bad, and the ugly. If you want to just turn on a a YouTube um clip of him, do watch maybe his clips from a specific game or three games or four games. I watched his watch games and where he scored because I wanted to see whether it was just a case of whether he scored or not um in those games and whether he was ineffectual otherwise. So I watched the game against Sassuolo. I watched the game against Udinese where he scored that bicycle kick. And the last one I watched was against With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It escapes me now. It was against Calgary. Yeah, so I watched the game against Calgary there. I just had to check. Um, and uh, he was effective. He was great at running from central areas into the channels, drawing defenders, and then maybe either cutting back in on his left foot or else, uh, you know, whipping the ball across as well. Um, and as I say, you got to see his, uh, you got to see his bicycle kick as well. It was great technique, maybe about ten yards out from goals, but still a great technique to be able to finish it. And, and he does bring a, a sense of flair to the team. As I say, very, very highly thought of uh, young kid at uh, 16, 17, 18 years of age. Played with Belgian national teams all the way up until under 19s and kind of dipped off the radar then since. Maybe he he would probably say himself that he has been on a bit of a reclamation tour at the moment, but he's doing well at Hellas Verona. And, I, and you know, as I say, I don't know whether he signs for Aston Villa or whether Unai Emery actually even wants him. But um, it would be interesting to see if we do go for a player like this. And I don't think we're going to break the bank for a striker. I've heard a lot of people talk about Paulo Dybala. I know it's only 13 million, but I, I just don't know whether that's the kind of guy that's going to come in. I would absolutely love it. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely would. Um, and I would be doing cartwheels around the place here. But, um, you know, I think we're going to be linked to a lot of players like Cyril Ngonga and um, And I think that... Uh, the, you know, uh, he's probably mad to move to the Premier League considering his father did play with Watford um, and Huddersfield Town, Kilmarnock, uh, QPR as well, I think he played with. So his father came to the came to uh the came to the, the British game I suppose in 98 if I'm not mistaken and played all the way through until he retired in 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 uh in 2002 and I, he had a pretty decent record with Watford as well um in the Premier League so uh, this guy comes from good stock I think I think his father scored was over 10 goals anyway for Watford um and uh, he was that kind of midfielder slash striker as well um it was Michael Ngonga but uh, that's if you guys uh, want to go and do your homework on him. You'll probably be more informed than I will. I'm just trying to ch chat off the top of my head. So I suppose in in kind of finishing, he's Ngonga is kind of an attacker. He can he can play both sides. So he can play either wing or as a centre forward. And, and I think his versatility is one of his great strengths. You know, he... He looks to be pretty adaptable. I didn't watch any of his time at Groningen, but he looks to be pretty adaptable in moving to Serie A, obviously, against those good defences. Doesn't seem to have knocked him off his stride as well. Um, so yeah, adapting that situation is something that he seems to have done in his stride. Um, he, as I say, he's mostly utilised on the right-hand side of our attacking tree. Um, we have Bailey that plays out there. We have Diaby that goes out there as well. Do we really need somebody else that plays on that right, wide right situation? Unless we're looking at moving some of the, one of those players over to the um to to the other side, but uh, he's as I say, he is interesting. Uh, he's an interesting player, and, and whether he's somebody that signs for Aston Villa or not, I don't know. But I just said I'd start off our scouting series with Cyril Ngonga of uh, Hellas Verona's and uh, Verona, and um, we will obviously be coming back with an awful lot more of these. Probably got to try and do some ones that I think are interesting fits for Aston Villa and some ones that we're going to be linked with. This guy we were linked with. Um, but as I say, I don't know, will we sign him? If I was to give it a, a probability, <coughs> I'd probably say four out of ten he signs for Aston Villa. 
but uh, he's an interesting study anyway. And as I say, we'll always we'll look at everybody we're linked to it. Might be nonsense. 99% of them are absolute nonsense. But what it will do is some of them will have a kernel of truth. And it's those ones that have a kernel of truth will allow us to know what type of player we're looking for um, in this transfer window, if we're looking for anybody at all. Thanks very much for your time, everybody. I'm going to leave it at that. In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Podcast Network.